0: Hi everyone, it's Joel and Andy at Co Break on the Stay Hungry Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about turning your passion into a paperback. Andy. Joel. Who are you and why the hell do you have any right to talk about turning your passion into a paperback?
1: I'm an Amazon best-selling author, thank you. <laughs> oh. I had to explain it to my mum the other day. She goes, I, I thought it was some, some magazine you were writing or something. I'm like, well, again, that brought me down to earth
0: with a bump. Yeah, mum, it was, but it sold really well in the Amazon. <laughs> you got that written down you, somewhere? No, I just thought of it then. Just off the top of yeah. you. pleased with that. Yeah. Know,
1: yeah, We're just naturally funny, Joel. I think. Yeah, the
0: tribes of Brazil loved our magazine. Writing a book. How long have we talked about writing a book? I think you and I have talked about it since we've known each other, and then we've had code break up and running properly for nearly three years. And then we talked about it the whole time through that. And then third lockdown pretty much bullied us into it. Plus a uh, a business friend of ours bullied us into it. And then turns out he's one of the few people in, in our group that didn't write a book. If, if, if you don't believe in the importance
1: uh, and the value of setting deadlines, then writing a book is a very good way of showing you how important they are because otherwise we'd never have got around to it. So that really- sounds
0: pretty... Aggressive deadlines to get the book done. Sixty days, that? from nothing to published in sixty days.
1: So, if there's a book in you, you want to write a business book mindset, but whatever it might be, believe me, it is possible. And hopefully, we'll give you a few tips in this podcast about how we did it and and yeah, became well best-selling authors and why why it's good for marketing your business. Available uh, on Amazon uh, and at Keel Services. Uh, <laughs> made it up I don't know why I'm sure it's not available at Keel Services but it's been it's been great it's been very cathartic to do it's been great for a, a marketing positioning tool so to obviously to be able to show how our marketing that sells systems work to get it into print uh, and it's become a, a big pillar in our business really isn't it
0: I've lost count and was it, it's two months it's been out now and I've lost count of the number of people who've mentioned it on a call or a video call with me so oh, I've read your book or I've seen your book or great news about your book and it Oh, I love yeah love love this bit in your book about yeah that's the hook that got them to get yeah 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 it's really easy to get too excited about it <laughs>
1: even, <laughs> even my second cousin Dilwyn has bought a copy and I've got no idea why cause he's he's not in business but
0: nice one Dilwyn. no thanks Dilwyn. that's like
1: 30p I think for us isn't
0: it yeah well we still haven't seen the royalties yet I'm looking forward to that
1: we can get McDonald's. massive bag of gold get coming. Get McDonald's in, um, but no, it's 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 great. We've done it. Planning book number two now, uh, and again, stay you know, hungrier. <laughs> I promise you, we will think of of a of a more original title. Now obese. Right, let me stop Joel right there. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a great thing to, do. and it's easier than you may think. If you've got something interesting, insightful to say about the business you work in. And even if you haven't, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you've got <laughs> too much sugar at lunchtime. You've got advice to share. Then a the book is a brilliant way of conveying that because there's only so much information you can convey on a website, on a podcast, on a video series, or whatever. Sometimes a book, Kindle, whatever reading version you prefer it is how a lot of people like
0: to learn. Audible. That's next for us. We've got to record the audible. Oh, shit. How long will that take? Like. Hours. Oh, so Stephen
1: Fry doing all the Harry Potters? That must have taken him years.
0: I think he probably got well rewarded for that. Yeah, but there's well rewarded and there's... Yeah, okay, I suppose you'd do anything with that amount of money, wouldn't you?
1: I wonder how much you did get?
0: I mean, it wouldn't be awful, would it, to have to read Harry Potter and get paid for it? No?
1: I'm just thinking... I this know, morning
0: I attempted to bin.
1: Three hours a day, every day, for like, fucking years. I
0: saw there? you Yeah, you clearly feel passionately about it. Yeah, We're I, still doing an audible, Andy, yeah, and I no, you can't sub someone
1: in. Yeah, I don't think my mum listens to our podcast anymore, so I hope they won't get told off for of that one. Yeah. Sorry, mum. Swearing, what do you think about that? Me? What do you think about people using it, basically? Uh,
0: St- studies have shown, Andy, that people that swear are likely to be more intelligent than people that don't. Fuck oh, <laughs> off.
1: No, I was. Re- uh, really what I was, I was. I was. I was watching a video on YouTube, and it was a, a video of the Jocko Willing podcast, and he was talking about marketing and talking about swearing and basically saying that there's a lot of marketing gurus out there, the people like getting on stage and talking about marketing, where they can actually implement it in the real world. is another story, but talking about how how they swear almost as a as, as a marketing tool themselves. To so maybe, yeah. maybe a few years ago, it was different. It was wacky. It was controversial. But now like you've got children dropping the F-bomb every other word, and there's not necessarily a need for it. I know we swear now and then, but we're certainly not doing it deliberately. Oh, oh, look, he swears. I, I, isn't, he, isn't he crazy?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't swear for grammatical reasons, and I don't swear for impact. I just – and I never used to swear in something like a podcast or a presentation before, but I, about two years ago in the business, I had a moment where it was like, actually, I'm just going to be me.
1: Is that
0: wise? I mean, you were in the meeting when it happened, <laughs> but, but it's been so much better for mindset. So I do swear, and sometimes I swear like a trooper, and that comes over. But if ever somebody listened to the podcast and and then called up and said, "It sounds like you're swearing for impact," or "It sounds like you're swearing for no reason," I was like, "Get lost, you fucking prick!" No, <laughs> it.
1: There were some people yeah. who got f bombs every other every other word and, and it's just like well is there a need for it are you really just trying too hard or like our pet hate of the overuse of adjectives and adverbs are you doing because what you're trying to convey without swearing just wouldn't be impactful enough so you're yeah. almost trying to convince yourself it's like well that's just a bit
0: of a, a yeah trick, trick, but... i mean i've got a bad reputation for it amongst my friends because i'm my stag do i got so drunk that the only words i could get out was go fuck yourself because I was being that abused by ah, the gang so um they all tell me to go fuck myself all the time now which is really nice
1: yeah, I met my friends.
0: it's funny that yeah. <laughs> none of them are in business though are they Um. well I'm Nev i oh,
1: Nev yeah yeah I do, do you find it hard like, the only business that the harder it is almost to talk to people socially if they're not in business I find it really really weird it's almost like not that you haven't got anything in common with if you're both mad footballers or something you've got something to talk about but i find it much easier to talk to people who run businesses
0: yeah it's really difficult for people to understand why because like we're both very passionate about our jobs and it's very difficult for people who are really excited for the weekend they can't wait to go for drinks at the pub on friday night to understand why you and I are excited about having to work late on a Friday.
1: Or excited it's Monday again. Brilliant. Another week to attack.
0: Oh, we, we, like, we had that conversation cool. here the other day about hating Sundays. And I hate Sundays because I'm bored. Mm. And some people hate Sundays because they're dreading Mondays. And no, I hate the Sunday because I'm looking forward to the Monday. Which I'm sure there'll be people listening to this podcast thinking, bloody weirdo.
1: But it's like we're so excited about writing the book. And, and, and most of my friends are like very happy for us, but... No, no compulsions themselves. And oh, what, what's the point? Oh, it sounds like a lot of work. And and, and I to- totally get that, not knocking that, but just that there, there's maybe a bit of a not different, certainly not a better mindset, just a different mindset. If if you want to do the nine to five, whether you're helping people, whatever job you're doing, brilliant. It's just not for me. And, and I guess I'm just, I can more easily relate to other business, other business owners yes. who are out there, especially through the pandemic, fighting tooth and nail to, to protect their livelihood, although obviously it affected you know, employees as well,
0: of course. Yeah. Um, I guess if you are intending to write a book, and I would, hi- if you're a business owner, I would highly recommend it, highly, highly recommend it. There's a few things you need to be wary of, which go with the territory being a business one. One, by telling people you're going to write a book, you're putting your head above the parapet. And I would say 75% of my friends and family reaction was, Pretty much a sarcastic. Oh yeah, writing a book, are you? Hello, <laughs> JK. Yeah, who yeah. do you think you are? And and also just disbelief. I just didn't think I would. I would that. Yeah. Oh, you've said this kind of shit before, Joel. You told you told us you're going to be a millionaire. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Yeah, well, we'll fucking see about that. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll show them, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. That's something you've got to be really aware of. There's a, there's an inner strength you've got to have to make it happen when you have that many doubters around you because it's a weird thing to do. Not many people write a book. And the other side of it is the people who are supportive, most of them don't believe you either. So they're just being, they're being nice and you can feel it and that's almost worse than the detractors because at least the detractors you can use to motivate yourself. The people who are like, all right, good luck, nice one. That's horrible. That's you've got to, re- and then, and then the next thing you need to be aware of is the day it launches, and you're really excited. Nobody else gives a shit, and it's about our mums again. Mums, wives, yeah. It was, a, was it a Sunday or Saturday? Launched on a Saturday. Yeah, I was in the garden. Woke up uh, on the Sunday, and it was a bestseller, and uh, and I said to Hannah, Hannah, our Hannah, book's a bestseller in the UK, US, and Australia, and she said, Is it? What's it called? <laughs> do you know what I've been doing for sixty days?
1: But you're right. There's so many things in business, and in life. A lot of people they they want to make say fitness commitments. So they go onto Facebook and say, "I'm going to lose a stone in six months." They they want to make that public declaration so it makes them more more accountable. Yes. And we knew when I mean you know when we get the you know the bit between our teeth, nothing's going to stop us. But to make that commitment, we're going to do a book. Yeah. And then you stick to it. Brilliant. And if you plan everything, and that's that's what we found handy is that, right. Okay, we're going to do so. So our book is basically what well, the subtitle is: How to create marketing that sells even in a new economy. So we're going to teach you our marketing that sells system, and it's a ten-step system. So ten steps, ten chapters, with an introduction, with a summary conclusion, whatever. And that's a good freight to have a framework. If you just sit there and start writing,
0: not going to happen. No, yeah.
1: you'll you'll just be all over the shop, and we, you know, and. When we talk, uh, you know, marketing, when we talk about targeting your customer avatar, your ideal person, we'll talk about, yeah, you veer to the left, you veer to the right a bit, but you always come down to that central spine. You shake it like, all around
0: and you do the twist. Come on. No? What's
1: that? I don't know. that Chuck Berry? Probably. Have you been drinking? <laughs> but, but say you always come back to that central spine, like in a book, and you need that, for, or, or our advice would be to have that framework. And don't deter, because without it, you will just be very slow oh, and so "Right, people, you won't retain people's attention. They'll start reading the book, they'll buy it, you'll get the money, happy days." But will they? Because you have some stat about how many people finish a book,
0: and it's yeah. really low. Yeah, I mean, we we sent our book to to the editor, and she stripped out 10,000 words instantly. So she even was brilliant, even when you've got a framework, you're still gonna it's still gonna get cut back. Yeah, so. I mean, we've talked a lot about writing a book. Why Stay Hungry? The book, not the podcast, or the videos, or the motto.
1: Marketing that sells even in the economy.
0: So who should read it?
1: Oh, so if... When we we were writing our chapters, the people we had in mind... Because, again, you know, everyone wants to appeal to... Or most people, they want to appeal to everyone, but, of course, they they realise they can't do that. So we're obviously writing for business owners, for entrepreneurs... But generally speaking, they are people who are already in business, but they want to take it to the next level. Because sometimes a, a good book to read is the E Myth, and that that's been a big influence in in our careers. That you're a you're a fantastic baker, but you're sick of working for someone else. You open up your own bakery, but you end up still baking the bread. And it's getting away from being a baker to actually running, operating, and marketing your bakery. Mm. Um, and, and so, so we wrote Stay Hungry for these business owners with some experience, but were maybe stuck in a bit of a rut and needed something to kickstart and to take them to the next level um, to become a proper business owner rather than someone who was still employed. They just happened to be employed by themselves. Yeah, um, I've got a feel, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a book in us about uh, sole traders, new businesses to go from like a sole trade or a startup into a big business. I think that'd be a good book actually, Where well, that's book number Get two. Get Hungry. Who
0: knows? Get Hungry.
1: Bit of a theme here, John.
0: I like it. Means I can keep using that
1: dinosaur. Loads of, I mean, stay hungry is just, it's a cornerstone of what, of what we do, really. Because, I mean, obviously it's one of our values anyway. But stay hungry, hungry hungry for success, hungry to learn.
0: It just dominates. Hungry hippos, that was a good game.
1: Oh, I just have that. That was second only to frustration.
0: Which was quite frustrating. <laughs> Very frustrating. I had Kaplunk as well, did you have that? Kaplunk? What was the donkey one? Buckaroo. Buckaroo. Bloody hell. I mean, wasn't a donkey, was he?
1: Operation, obviously, a all-time favourite.
0: Mm, yeah, now I... Unless you got the shakes, I, obviously. But, I was going to say, yeah. I felt that other game where you couldn't have the shakes as well with the wire.
1: <gasps>
0: oh, God, that's a hard one. doesn't man. come over too well on a podcast when I do, do a, a a visual gesture. But, um, okay, we digress. So, yeah, that, that's why we wrote our book. It, SMA, SME, Owners, Decision Makers... Marketing directors
1: who are, who are probably plateauing. because I think it is easy to plateau in business. You work so hard to get to a certain level, and then maybe you, you take your eye off the ball, or to be honest, you, you just want to enjoy your success. Get comfy, yeah, you get yeah. comfy. Get comfy. And, and we know for ourselves, complac- comfort leads to complacency, could be a, a dangerous place to be. And, and for us, if you're plateauing, you're going backwards. But with the right team, process, and systems behind you, that doesn't mean you just have to work harder and harder and harder all your life. Yeah. Of course it should get easier. You've got to celebrate the wins and enjoy time with your family, of course. But there are ways of marketing your business better that don't require more of your
0: time, yes, energy and even money. And it's about like, being smarter. Oh hugely smarter, more organised, more disciplined, and a big thing for me and I suspect you is we've both realised that it's not the destination we're interested in, it's the journey. And then and so a plateau is just not something we consider because that that means that we're happy with the destination and that's just not going to be the case
1: it's good to have goals of course but that journey's so important because you 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 know you never know it's not things many people talk about there's always someone just getting bad news or god forbid keeling over and stuff and it's like just enjoy the moment sometimes it's hard of course it's in business if you're an employee whatever Whatever you're doing for a, for a job, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be bad days. But you want to do something you love. You want to do something you're passionate about. You want to do something you enjoy. And if all you're doing is like, right, right, I want to get to my first million, I guarantee it, you'll get to your first million. Guess what? I want two million now. I want three million now. And then before you know it, you're keel over. It's like, oh, shit, he didn't enjoy any of that. Yeah. But he did work his ass off.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you've, got, you've got to put things in place. Like the marketing that sells system, but other, other things too, regular gym routine, et cetera, et cetera, that make the journey enjoyable because the journey is 99% of the time, the destination is quite finite. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and have, having a laugh, enjoying what you do, it's, and it's because I think marketing sometimes can be such, or it's seen as such a manual job it's seen as a manual series of tasks but if there is something repeatedly you need to do to market your business there is a better way of doing it if everything you're doing to market your business is manual you are missing a massive trick and it is taking you way too much time than it needs to be there is there are processes software systems out there that can do the heavy lifting for you you do the creativity, come up with the ideas, the copy, whatever it might be. But if you're there day in, day out, implementing, 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 which I think is probably 95% of businesses,
0: you need to read the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we had that exact situation today. We've got, we've got to send emails out to a large database for a client, and the monthly subscription for that software at that level is well into the hundreds. But when you factor in that if every week you had to send a series of twelve emails manually to fifty thousand people, you know, <laughs> I know which I'd rather do, and and stuff like that. But then I still meet people who are like, "Oh, hang on, I've just got to do a post." Are you are you for real? You, you're on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I've got to post every day. You could have automated. Can I? Oh, you have to pay for that, don't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> just oh yeah it's oh it's it's difficult it, it's I, I still i still struggle explain that if i'm like face-to-face talking to a business especially someone who's new in business and to talk about things costing when at the beginning you want to do you like everyone there's that temptation to do everything on the cheap yeah oh i can do that or oh, my mate's second cousin does a bit of web design Oh, you know, so-and-so's sister, she, she'll she print off some business cards using that machine in Asda. You know, don't get me wrong, I can when there's not much money there, I, I get that. And, of course, you have to hustle, you have to work. But once that money starts coming in, that needs to be reinvested. So I was reading, I think it was a post by Kim Constable today, actually, The Sculpted Vegan. And she was talking about loads of the business owners she knows who think that organic social media is the way forward and usually that they end up disappointed because obviously the organic reach of social media is so low, which they're not aware about. And Kim was saying, you, you've got to use paid-for social media. She was saying, out of the, the million pounds, the million dollars she earned in her first year or whatever, she said probably 750,000 of that was spent on ads. She, she made the $250,000 profit. She said, you always got to invest in paid-for advertising. Um, and well, you know, maybe you don't need the book to tell you that. Hopefully, you already know that. But if all you're trying to do is use free platforms to promote your business, whether that's joining a free networking club or a free Facebook group, or you're on Instagram for free, it's it's you might get where you want to go, but it'll fucking cost you a lot in terms of your mindset and, and mentality. I bet you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it'll absolutely. take you 10 times longer. So back to the book
1: oh, okay.
0: and book writing, obviously. Um, doesn't matter what business you're in, you, could, you can use it, a book to showcase your system, to showcase your philosophy, to showcase your expertise, to showcase an opinion piece. But what stopped us for so long? What were your biggest fears or what were the biggest barriers to us for it happening? Oh, God, that is a bit.
1: Good- Big, biggest fear was almost like not, not being able to do it mm. so once you made the public almost like admission or statement we were going to do it I knew 100% it, it would happen but that well, well what, what if because stuff always gets in the way you know you're, you're recruiting you're looking after staff you're marketing your business you're looking after clients spending time with your family when the hell am I going to fit writing a book in and mm-hmm. will I do it half-arsed and it's like I can't commit to anything half assed it's it's all or nothing so it's probably that initial fear and, yeah and I don't mind admitting that you know there's there's a lot, a lot of fear in a lot of fear in business but and sometimes that stops you from doing some some good work but luckily, like, we probably
0: talked each other into it I think so I think the pandemic really helped in the sense that we both got a really really clear image of how bad it can get both in in, in our own business and and seeing what was happening to other people's businesses. And I had a a very, very overwhelming feeling sort of November through till April this year of it's now or never with the book, with the office refurb, with recruitment, with advertising. It was like, well, if we're going to do this, I've seen how bad it can get. It's now or never, and that was really fortunate. So I think the second book might be harder because I, I'm not springing back out of the darkness. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But I also now know I can do it, and that does that makes life a lot easier. You know. Um,
1: I probably watch a David Goggins video or something. He just told him stop, stop
0: fucking whining. J- JF, JFDI. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, Goggy, I'll just. Sorry, D- sorry, it. David. <laughs> sorry, David. Yes, sir. Don't don't shout at me. Yeah. Uh, that's a good book, though.
1: Enjoy, in, really enjoyed his book. Um, yeah, and uh, he, he's he's obviously certainly not going to be for everyone, but there are points where, like the video I shared, you, you realise that sometimes, yeah, I'm I'm probably just whining and bitching here, and I just I just need to do it.
0: Oh, I, I, I don't mind saying on the podcast, you know, you and I can have days of whining and bitching and moaning about things. And we both know it's no good for us, but it can happen. But when you put yourself in a process like writing a book, like you said, it's cathartic. That couple okay. of hours a day where you sit there and get your knowledge out on pay, on on paper is such a great way to snap snap your mind out of the pebble in your shoe type scenarios. You're suddenly like, oh, bloody hell, actually. This is good. Oh, oh, yeah, it's taking me down this route. Oh, get that down. Oh, yeah, this is important. Get that down. And you kind of get to the end of the day and you're like, all right, maybe I'm not an imposter. Maybe I do know about this stuff. I do think it's good to have um,
1: these, almost like anchors in your business. I don't know what sort of NLP guys will call them. You know, some people talk about, you know, put a motivational message onto a poster and stick it on your shaving mirror or your your bathroom Mm. mirror. So the the first thing when you get up every day puts you in the right frame mind. And I think, you know, every time, if I I look up and and, see our book on the bookshelf or see our book on the desk, every time I see it, yeah, it does, it does remind me that, okay, you, you know, may not be the best smart of the world, but you do know a thing or two. Because like you say, imposter syndrome, It it is out there. And, and even the most confident people in the world, I guarantee you will doubt themselves once in a while. So yeah, we said we'd write a book, Joel. We've fucking written one. It's become a bestseller. And more importantly, I know that people who read it will get something out of it. And and that's, that's great. We've had people call us up or people who've become clients. I Really got a lot a lot out of your book. Thank you. Job done.
0: Yeah, I mean I know our mentor said to us, "You need to write a big, get a big piece of paper and in marker pen write. I am an Amazon bestseller,' and stick it on the wall before you get started." I'm a strong, confident woman, and uh, you are. Um, and I did that, and I felt like such an imposter even doing that. And obviously, my wife could see it because it was in our house and she was quite supportive at that point she didn't think i'd gone mad but i know i didn't tell my mates i'd done that
1: i'm sure there's a, a stat somewhere about the chance of you achieving a goal if you write it down are like bloody 20% oh, so, higher so, or something
0: so obviously i do all sorts of coaching and mentorship and you know go go down the rabbit hole all the time i've got my i've got my life vision written down on my bedside table now and i read it every day
1: is that what state, a statement or bullet points?
0: Or what? Bullet points, a, just all the things that I want you in life want to achieve. Yeah,
1: with with deadlines.
0: Uh, so, so, yeah, so I've got everything. I've got two. share a couple. Yeah, so I've got two. Uh, I've got stuff I want to achieve this year, and I've got stuff that I want to achieve at some point. You've in written life. on one piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. Either side. So this year, one must move house, which I'm pretty much Going on the way now. to do. Uh, get get a smoker. A pretty smoker. Like a. Type of American barbecue, like an egg. Yeah, like an egg. So you cook things really slowly in it with smoke. Oh. Um, yeah, so like a big green egg, but not. How much one of those then?
1: Dare I ask? Uh, three three th- numbers or four?
0: Three. Okay. Three for the one I want. Um, so they're yeah, kind put of like the chicken. <laughs> 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 do you want to know? Do you want to know about this vision or not? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you came to my house once and I served you raw chicken. So what? <laughs> That's why I cook things slowly now. Um... <laughs> Never known someone find themselves so funny. <laughs> uh, so they're like well, house moves not a little yeah. thing, but they're the sort of little things. And then on, on the big vision statement, um one is a body weight that I want to be. Right, okay. So And is, has that got
1: a deadline?
0: Uh it hasn't got a deadline at the moment. Right. It should have a deadline. Okay. You've caught me out. Um w- one is to go and see the orangutans in Borneo. So Pretty random, but that's 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 a big one for myself and my wife. Oh, that'd be well cool. Um, you guarantee to see
1: them. Actually, my brothers, my brother's been. Has he? Yeah, he went to Borneo yeah. because I know. Was, it, was ha- it? Hannah's been. Where did you Where did you go? Was it Hannah went
0: somewhere to see something and never saw them twice. Hannah Hannah went to Sweden to see bears, and I gave her some extra money so she could go off on a bear watching thing. Didn't see any bears, so we went to Canada and saw bears. To so are you but guaranteed to see But orangutans. Hannah's been to Borneo, oh, okay. but she got dengue fever and had to stay in the hotel the whole time.
1: Are oh, you joking? like like bring one to
0: her? <laughs> An orangutan, yeah. No. Um,
1: so are you guaranteed to see orangutans?
0: Uh, well, we would do a few things. So we would go to a sanctuary and see orphan orangutans, oh, and then and, and, and then we'd go off into the wild to see.
1: Here's the ones um, from that Clint Eastwood film. Is that a season orangutan, was not yeah. Clyde. Right yeah. turn, Clyde. Is that your orangutan? Yeah,
0: what's that bloody called? Clyde the orangutan, yeah. He
1: died not not that long
0: ago. What's that film called? That's going to bug me now. There's two. Any any which way but loose? Yeah. Yes, any which way you can. Right turn, Clyde. (laughs) Yeah, this is why we can't eat Nutella,
1: isn't
0: it? Palm oil, yeah. Palm oil. So, yeah, they're they're the kind of things on on the... And, you know, there's financial goals, there's family goals, there's...
1: how, How many...
0: Probably 20 on each side of the paper. 20 for this year and you 20 for You read it collide. every morning. That's the, Yeah, yeah.
1: So like our book... Do you, do you have your book, our book next to you?
0: I've got four copies of our book on our bookcase at home so that it's always there when I turn out the living room. Mm. Just because... Just.
1: There will, be, there is a word. I mean, what you... I just called about anchors. Well, it's like visualization Yeah, isn't So to, yeah. to, to,
0: to get it's you like, in the right frame to remind you that, yeah, you know, you're... Yeah. I used to think goal setting was bollocks. I'm not going to... Mm. And me. Um, because... I bump into so many people in business who bang on about their goals and never achieve them and it drills my mind so I've kind of changed it in my head they're not goals they're promises and they're things that I'm going to do and that's what I remind myself every day and it's not arrogance and I, I've got friends that would take the piss out of me for it but so what lot for having
1: Goals. Writing them down. Getting
0: above my station, I think, is how it would be. Bloody hell. You know, yeah, everyone's got it, haven't they? You know, i released a book. And Don't forget where you're from. Yeah, Joel. and the <laughs> joke, you know, the joke when you're having a pint, is oh, one for you, one for you, and one for you, the Amazon best-selling author. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, this is why I don't go out. Yeah, but you know, it, it's good, because it, it's humbling, it keeps you grounded, but at the same time, I'm not going to let my roots or my social circles dictate to me what my, what my ambitions are. Well, that's, all, that's all that trolls are. They're people sat on a sofa getting
1: annoyed by other people's happiness and success. And they get their own... I was having this chat with my, my oldest daughter the other day oh. about uh, saying that there are people whose, whose main source of happiness is seeing or making other people unhappy. And I said that's an awful, awful... Sad character traits yeah. for someone to have to take. You know, there, there's a there's a website called um, Tattle, and it's basically where you go and bitch about people. How do you know about that? Kim Constable um, will screenshot what people are saying about her on Tattle. Um, so it's, I mean, how sad you go on, and the whole purpose of this forum is to slag off people in the spotlight so that could be mega mega famous people it could be smaller celebrities and marketing gurus but you just basically go and bitch about people so kim constable the sculpted vegan uh so she must have some inside or maybe she's got her own fake account in there well screenshot sometimes what people are saying about her you know it's awful and it's and it's the saddest thing you've ever seen because everyone hides behind anonymity. They're all
0: using like, you know, yeah. fake usernames or <laughs> DJ 69. Yeah. Oh, do you see
1: what Kim Constable's doing? Oh, I would like an ass like hers. Oh, she says she's vegan, but she's got all this. Just, is that what you're doing with your day? Fuck me. What a way to live?
0: Yeah. And I guess like someone like Kim and if you write a book, you too, you have to build up a certain level of resilience it,
1: oh, she's got a, she, well, I, I, I think she has a very thick skin. Is,
0: it's got to be water off a duck's back because some of the stuff
1: she, she, well, like anyone who grows and grows, especially if you grow quickly, that really pisses some people off because I think they think it's easy. I know what Kim Constable has done in a short space of time. And no, I mean, she's, you know, she's planning a course I'm attending next week and she's she's been up working on it at 4 a.m like solidly for the past month or so. And let's face it, we know people who won't join a networking breakfast club. Because it's like at six. Oh, fucking hell, I'm not getting up at that time. You just told me your business is in trouble and you want to know what you can do to make things better. Well, how about trying this? Ooh, fucking hell, it's a bit early, isn't it? Oh, sorry, I can't, can't help <laughs> <know. laughs> you. We know lots of people like that. Yeah. Even the ones that start at eight o'clock, that's a challenge for some people. Um, but yeah, you've got to have a thick skin. And, and yeah, we we know there are people who've, Said things about us because of the book,
0: and you've got to have that. So, well, fuck them. Oh, from the book, business, all sorts of things we've done. I've cut people out of my life for uh, you, you don't bring anything positive to my life, therefore, I'm not going to make an effort with you. And guess what? When you stop making an effort with them, they go away, and that's that's fine. I've got other people who lift me up, you know, everyone's got people in their lives that lift them up, spend more time with them. Yeah. And if you, and if you're, if you're
1: already succeeding in business, you probably come up, come up against this all the time. If you want to succeed in business, you, you, you will come up against this and, and, and writing a book, you get, you know, I've no doubt you listening. If you do your homework, interesting subject insights to share, have a plan, a chapter framework and stick to it, your book will get out there and some people won't like it. And, and that's all right when you get your first one star review. Hey, right? that's that's okay. Just make Save sure you
0: just make sure you don't get dragged down to anyone else's level. So what would you say to someone thinking about writing a book?
1: Just fucking do it.